Imagine wanting to open a restaurant, entering a competition, facing 19 other concepts, and winning. Well, that happened to Budgie, and I still can't get over it. I'm Will Stewart, and you're listening to A Cook's Library. Budgie Montoya owns Surat Bound in Brixton Village Market. He worked in lots of different restaurants in London and was a bit burnt out. But a visit back home to his mum reignited his passion for Filipino food. Although when he was younger, he didn't dream of being a chef. I wouldn't say any sort of food memories that would, um, I would say that interested me in cooking. I think I, I think I, I became interested in cooking a little later on. You know, I don't have one of those, you know, those, uh, my grandma taught me how to cook and uh, I've wanted to be a chef uh, all my life since that point. Um, stories, that's definitely not me. I was very far away from that as, as much as possible, you know. Um, food was very much a, a, uh, a means to an end sort of thing, you know, uh, for, from, especially from my family. Um, you know, we were obviously growing up in the Philippines uh, when I was younger. Um, I have very few food memories in the Philippines. I do remember um, we have these, um, uh, we have this dish, which is called balut, which is not, uh, which is the, yeah. the, the, the uh, duck embryo, um, which tends to turn, tends to turn faces a little bit when, when we mention it. But, you know, I have a very, a very fond memory of waiting for, for the Balut man to come around the, the, the corner screaming out Balut on his bicycle um, and, you know, me running out almost like uh, like he was the ice cream man. Um, mm. And, you know, I think I think I spent a lot of time in food courts, man, when I was when I was a sort of kid uh, and as a teenager. I spent a lot of time in Sydney. I grew up in Sydney. So, so when did you move from, um, you were born in the born, Philippines, you said? Sorry, yeah, yeah, jumping here and there, aren't I? <laughs> um, right. So I was born in the Philippines. Um and I left there when I was five, um, so I was, I was born in Davao City, which is south um, south of, of Philippines. Mm. Um, and then I moved to Sydney when I was five. Mum divorced, um, remarried, and and we all moved over. Um, and I basically yeah, grew up in Sydney. Right. Um, so I've, uh, I've, from there, I, I you know my my fondest memories really with food were definitely um, the food courts. Um, there was a there's a place called Dixon Street um, Food Court, which is like an Asian food court, and it was, you know, the the typical sort of um, hawker house type food store. Right. Um, they look amazing. But not in a east south, yeah, not in a southeast Asian side of thing, but a little bit westernized version of it kind of right. thing. And so you said you didn't you didn't want to be a cook. You did you work in another job before? Yeah. So I mean, I was I was a um, before I became a chef, um, I was in IT sales. Um, so yeah, anything that went beep in a supermarket, chances are I sold it. <laughs> right, okay. Um, back in the day. Um, are you still in Sydney at this point? Yeah, still in Sydney at this point. And then um, we travelled. My wife and I travelled to uh, around Europe um, in, back in two thousand and nine, um, and at that point, I was kind of like cooking at home to sort of as a release you know I'd, I'd i'd like have a stressful day i'd go but I'd, I'd go home and bake a cake or something you know whatever and that's kind of where i started to tweak my interest in cooking um around that time and then um and then yeah we traveled in 2009 to to europe and um uh wanted to eat at el bully couldn't get couldn't get a booking at el bully and then uh had to go to the Fat Duck, so which was number two at the time, and I remember eating there, and I was just blown away by the whole thing, like the 
the food obviously was amazing um and the service and everything like that and i kind of walked away from that experience and thought this is this is what i want to do not not the cooking part necessarily but the hospitality side of things and that's kind of when i fell in love with hospitality as a whole um and then i tried to um basically convince myself it was a crazy idea to leave my career in it um and and start cooking and we my wife and i moved to london in 2012 and um it kind of went from there and it was like well you know i'm moving to a whole new country no one knows who i am no one has no one has any uh, the preconceptions of what i what i'm doing and i and I, th I thought i'd give the whole cooking thing a go um so when we booked in the when we booked that in i, I quit my job um and then i um enrolled in a quick like um tafe course which is like a little college in in, in sydney um, so I enrolled in that to do a little quick, uh, I think it was like a three month course, mm. just so I wouldn't look like a complete idiot when I go into a kitchen. Um, and then, and then just did some pot washing and stuff like that for, our, for restaurants in Sydney, um, that would take me really. Uh, then we moved to London in around, I think it was July, 2012. Um, so you arrive in London, where are your first, you know, straight into kitchen? Um, so yeah, job? I mean, arriving to London, I knew I had a goal. I wanted to be in a kitchen, and I literally went on the registry of, of I just googled every restaurant I could find in London, and literally sent them an email. Like I'm talking from three, like two Michelin stars down to like Coat. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah to any 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 place that would take me really, um, and um, got a lot of no responses obviously um but then there was um eventually there was two places that um responded um what place called zucca in bermondsey which was a cool little italian place that's it's closed down now and then a place called dean street townhouse and in soho so i did the trial in both and um got offered the job for both um then the sous chef at dean street rang me and said you know um had your trial go blah 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 you know we we wanna we want you over um we want you over at dean street and i was like oh i don't know like yeah they offered me a job i kind of want to think about it you know this and that and i i remember it like uh like it was yesterday his his name's tank uh well we his nickname's tank, tank right it's big aussie big aussie guy and he was like uh, uh absolutely petrifying it sounds yeah exactly right but yeah i mean he rang me and then he was like uh didn't come all the way to England to cook Italian food, did you? In the most Aussie accent uh, you could ever. Um, he's like, I'm not telling you how to do your, live your life, but you didn't come to uh, England to cook Italian food, so that's all I'm saying. And um, and that was it, really. When uh, when and then I was like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. Sorry, and... Tank, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then we I ended up starting there as a as a coming chef. Um, at Dean Street Townhouse, um, on the larder, washing salads, all the fun stuff, you know. How was that? Um, yeah, it was good. Man, you know, I think at that stage, you know, I was super excited to be in the kitchen. You know, I think it was, for me, I'd left this career that I had, um, you know, a, a path in my head that I already had uh, envisioned what was what was going to happen. And, and I, I left that to pursue a passion, you know. Um, and so... I was just super excited to be to be there, and, and if that meant picking herbs and and doing whatever, washing salads, then then I was all for it. 
I would call it blind uh, enthusiasm, maybe at the time. But um, you know, at, at the time, it was it was it was definitely something that that really excited me. The the physicality of it all was such a shock to me, though. I have to say, there's nothing that can prepare you for the physicality in terms of just standing on your feet for you know, especially me from a corporate job all my life to to you know standing up all day <laughs> so i mean you now obviously now you you cook filipino food and you said you're filipino where does this like where do you re refine sort of filipino food in your career oh, man it's a it was a it was an interesting one i i i'd um i've been cooking in london for a while um and i kind of went home back home to sydney just to like visit and stuff like that and and i i, I found myself missing my mum's cooking um so you know went there and, and ate her cooking and really enjoyed it and then kind of felt disconnected with the philippines um you know so she's I, always cooked filipino food well no she's she's cooked like um so she remarried her her second husband was um was spanish so um she cooked a lot of dishes that kind of combined both really right. um but she did obviously cook a, a filipino food a, a lot as well um mm. but and a lot of filipino food does sort of cross over a bit doesn't it with spanish well, food sometimes well, it, it it does um a lot of it is by name only the majority of it is is by name only um because the spanish came and didn't know what to call the dish so they just named it whatever that was closest to what they could describe it as so right okay you know, like, like so technically uh, like, it's not the same no exactly right so like our, our adobo is completely different to you know sort of the the hispanic mexican and 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 any type of hispanic style adobo is totally different um but it's just that was the only way they could describe that dish um yeah so then then i came back to london and 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 kind of went there's nothing really here um that tweaks my interest in terms of Filipino food is there was a lot of um, there was a lot of um, restaurants in Earl's Court, and to me they were really targeted at um, I suppose the the older generation the, the 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 people that wanted traditional more nostalgic things you know mm. it was it was very much about the nostalgia of Filipino food and 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 it was almost like eating at home but in a restaurant if that makes sense yeah uh, type of place I would take my mum. Or, or someone would take their grandma or something like that. And and I kind of went to myself like, you know, maybe I could do a few Filipino dishes um, as like a little side supper club thing just to play around and, and really just to reconnect with my Filipino roots um, because I don't speak Tagalog, which is the, the language. And, and so, you know, I, I grew up as Aussie as could be, you know, like I, I, mm -hmm. I, I wanted, you know, my, my mother wanted us to assimilate and we spoke English at home. And, and um, so, so I, I was really disconnected with, with the Philippines um, and, and, and that side of things. So then I, um, yeah, I started playing around with some recipes my mom gave me. Well, recipes, you know what mothers are like with, with recipes <laughs> like, yeah, this, 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 and, and it's like measurements don't exist, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, how much how much of this, how much of the vinegar, mum? And it's like, oh, I don't know, till it tastes nice, you know? It's like, cool, whatever. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Which then led me to um, um, a book called, um, um, what was it? Um, My Memory of a Filipino Kitchen, yeah. uh, Philippines Kitchen. Um, and it was a beautifully written book, and, and it was about um, essentially these, these, um, 
this uh, couple that um, they've got a restaurant in in the US, and it's about uh, it's a Filipino restaurant and and them going back mm. to the Philippines to rediscover the food and then taking that back and 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 cooking that that food. So it was a very traditional sort of uh, book, uh, traditional recipes. You know, the the goal in mind was to make uh, to make Filipino food um, a little more contemporary um, and and essentially make people or younger Filipinos want to take their non-Filipino mates to eat and be proud of, you know, um, something that wasn't, that you couldn't necessarily get at home, but it's, but reminded you of home. Whenever I have a, a, a Filipino dish that I want to play around with, um, you know, sometimes we, we go ultra con uh, conservative and, and go to the recipe that it, it is in the end, because you know what, we, you know what, it, it's you can't make it any better you can't yeah. you can't do anything to it any differently that's gonna gonna improve it so if it works it works yeah and and but sometimes you you tweak it here and you tweak it there and you you do a little play on it here and it's like hang on a second this is different it's delicious and it still has the soul and the essence of what you're trying to to achieve mm -hmm. let's let's put it on the menu so now i mean you you have you have the restaurant now how did that come about so then now we have the restaurant. Yeah. So in 2019, we, 2019, we did a pop-up in uh, the Southern 13 Cantons in, um, in Soho. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, you know, we, we had an evening standard review four out of five star on food from, from Jimmy and, um, we kind of blew up there and, um, we had, um, Brixton village was putting on a competition uh, in April, 2019, uh, you know, it was like a, to, to get a site, basically it's a six month pop-up site, uh, free of charge. They were going to do the fit out. They were going to do, they were going to do the lot. Right. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I obviously signed up for that in an instant. Yeah. Um, signed up for that and then nothing happened for ages. And then, um, and then an email came saying, oh, the competition's happening. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot, completely forgot about it. Um, life, man, life moved on, right? <laughs> completely yeah. forgot it. And then, and then so uh, we entered the competition, uh, and they said my name, they said my name, Sarap, wrong. Uh, and uh, and I was like, did they say Sarap? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure. So at the end of the, the announcements, I went up to the front and went, and looked at the book which they had written, and I was like, "Oh, yep, that's me!" Woohoo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, so then, yeah, so then we we entered into this this uh, competition, and um, it was basically a, a elimination round, cook-offs uh, with three judges. It was um, it was uh, Claire from Violet Cakes, um, James Cochran, and um, Brunswick House. Right. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jackson, Jackson Boxer. Yeah. Sorry. Edit that out because he's going to get upset with me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Jackson Boxer. Um, so then um, we, we did the cook-off thing uh, and then we um, we eventually uh, got to finals and it was between myself and the guys at Fallow who are now yeah. of Fallow fame in, in Ten Head on Street doing really well. Um mm -hmm. And uh, and we won. And nice. out of that, uh, we got the site uh, that we're in, and um, they fitted out our extraction and and things like that. Um, and um, we got our site. Um, God, that's amazing. 
Uh, we would we won in April 2019, right? But then we didn't actually move in until January, end of January 2020. Right. So, so we, some some things sort of, as we all know, is vaguely on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, nine weeks it was, um, and then it all fucking went pear shaped, didn't it? Very quickly. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we we had to close that restaurant in in March due to the pandemic, and uh, kind of went. I kind of went I kind of spiraled a little bit, to be honest. Um, kind of lost my way a little bit and thought, fuck it, this is not meant to happen. Um, and that's how I came up with the concept of Sarap Baon. So Sarap mm -hmm. means delicious in, in, in Tagalog and, and Baon is, is a term we use loosely translating to like takeaway. So when you go to your parents' place or when you go to a party, you always walk away with a Baon, mm -hmm. you, you know? Um, and, and so that's when I came up with the concept. Um, shout out to my sister for that one. Cause she came up with the name. She'll never live it down if she hears that I if I say it, I came up with it. Um, she came up with the word uh, the the name Sarap Baon, which I I initially rejected because I'm like because it's spelled B A O N right, and I'm like no one is gonna know how to say it. Yeah. they're gonna say bone, bone, bayon, bayon. I'm like it's, it's gonna be a nightmare. I'm not gonna do it. Um, but then it grew on me, and um, and then the concept came from the name essentially. So is this from, it's from the site, it's from the same site in Brixton yeah, Village. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was tiny, tiny, tiny kitchen. And I mean, it's 400 square foot. I've got to tell you, it's a tiny, tiny space. 400 square right. foot is probably the size of a kitchen, you know, in, in, yeah. in a restaurant. Oh, so I guess for takeaway, you maybe want a bigger space. Yeah. So then we, we was like, okay, how are we going to make it work in this 400 square space? So we ended up expanding the kitchen and turning it into like counter seating, um, and 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 then it kind of went full circle and went okay. Uh, it kind of was inspired by all of the food courts and stuff that I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, that's what I wanted to to do. So you know, you we had this we have this counter seats around the kitchen, and we've got the counter seats by the window. So inside we can sit seat nine, and then outside we can seat like ten, maybe twelve at a stretch. Um, but it also meant that we expanded the kitchen storage and it meant that we could do dining, takeaway, delivery, um, and, and, and that jazz. So that was, that was how the, the concept kind of grew and that's where we're at now. So we we're now Surat Barn, you know, we, we, we've signed the lease. We're there for, for at least five years, I hope, uh, <laughs> barring any other crazy fucking pandemics and shit yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So what, I mean, what books are you, are you cooking from cookbooks a lot sort of throughout your whole career? I know you said you was fat duck and then purple yam. Oh, sorry. Memories of a Philippine kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do use cook cookbooks a lot. Um, you also put jeepney was one. Um, I am Filipino. Oh yes. Uh, um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I am Filipino is, is, is a new book. It's come out, uh, I think in the last couple of years, um, it's from a, a, a woman named Nicole Ponseca in mm -hmm. New York. Um, she's she started a restaurant called Jeepney, and for me, it's she's kind of like one of my food heroes. You know, she she put Filipino food out there and didn't apologize for it. You know, when when she put balut on the menu, man, she put I couldn't believe it. She put balut on the menu, and and not only that is that when someone orders balut in that in that place, the the waiters shout 
balut like the balut man would in 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 the Philippines, because they they wanted people to be proud of it, you know. And I think it's all in the name. I am Filipino. I'm gonna be proud mm-hmm. of it. If the food's funky, it's that's what it's supposed to be. The food's sour. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. And and she's unapologetic about it. And and that's what I love about it. And and that's slowly become my go-to book for uh, recipes um, because it's kind of um, it's it's a more it's a more up-to-date version of, of of traditional dishes, you know. Yeah. And another one that kind of springs to mind is another book called um, Asian American. I think yeah, yeah Asian American by Dale Told Told Told. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, and it's um, sorry, Dale. Yeah, sorry, Dale. Um, big fan, big fan. Um, <laughs> but um, that book was actually that was a really big inspiration to starting Sarap. Um, because that book was about him doing Filipino food, but not Filipino food. It was, it was him just doing what, what came naturally and fun and what was delicious. And it was about his upbringing. He was, he was Filipino, you know, his parents were Filipino, but he was born in the U S and, and, you know, the, the book talks about how he would eat a traditional Filipino food for dinner, but then at lunch he would eat a burger you know at school yeah. or tater tots at school and things like that you know so that that influence um um is is in that book and i think that um that was really sort of um inspirational in that sense and i think i think one of the taglines is, is like proudly inauthentic mm-hmm. kind of put asia american put me in that path of you know what just do what the fuck you want you know like mm-hmm. Just as long as you're happy with the food and food is delicious, that's what you got to do, you know, um, and and stick to it. Yeah. So what's the stuff you're cooking now on the sort of the home sort of takeaway menu style? Baon is more about individual dining. Um, you know, we, we're doing a lot more rice bowls um, and things like that. Um, we still do the lechon. Can't get rid of lechon. And I don't want to get rid of lechon. I think that's obviously that's our, our, our signature dish. Mm-hmm. And then you can have either have it as its own. With some sauces, or you can have it with rice and and pickles, or chara. Um, mm-hmm. So t- what, tell us a little bit about. I mean, I know you're probably going to hate this, and I know it's not porchetta, and I know that's like adamantly not porchetta, and I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> but like, what what is what is lechon to someone who may not know? So lechon traditionally in the Philippines is a very much celebratory um, meal, and it, it involves uh, the whole pig. And it's an all-day affair, you know. You, you basically um, st- stuff the whole animal, the whole pig, uh, with lots of ar- loads and loads of aromatics: um, lemongrass, uh, ginger, garlic, onions, any you know, the most aromatic stuff you can think. And it's slow roasted um, over charcoal. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, you know, back in the provinces, in in in, the, in the, at home, it's like an all-day affair. You got one person literally. Standing over it, manually turning <laughs> it, you know, um, yeah. drink, drink beer in one hand and 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 turning it in the other, you know, mm. um, and that's that, and it's like the centerpiece to any celebration. Yeah. Um, so we've we've taken that concept and 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 restauranted it for lack of a better word. Mm. Uh, we use the belly only, and we basically, which is why people call it porchetta, because uh, we basically stuff it and roll it with the same sort of Amer- uh aromatics so you know lemongrass ginger uh we put a bit of soy sauce and and uh, coconut vinegar in there 
um, loads of loads and loads of garlic. Um, we put a bit of chili in there as well, um, and that and that kind of just cooks slowly. Um, and I guess the main difference is is you know where with a Western roast roast um, pork, the crackling is puffed up and super crispy, mm-hmm. whereas with with lechon, the idea is that because it's a lower heat, um, the, the the skin doesn't puff, but you get this like glass like shards of, of uh, pig skin. Mm. So, um, well, you know, you still get the satisfaction of super crispy um, crackling, but it's not puffed. It's it's you know nice and 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 glass like. Um, so it is usually, isn't it? You would have it on like a huge spread out table, the whole pig with yeah. all the bits and rice, and you yeah, with your hands. Yeah. Have you seen the um, the Manila episode of Pots Unknown with Anthony Bourdain? Well, yeah. So he's, he went to Cebu, actually. I think is, uh, um, and he had the lechon. Yeah, and where they're all in the back turning the pork. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That I mean, that is like one I of mean, my he, favorite that's episodes. He essentially called it the best pork he's ever had. So yeah, just just saying it. That's all. Yeah, that the Manila episode was really, really, really moving, and sort of I didn't really know much about the Philippines. Yeah, um, for that episode, and it, you know. I think there's probably obviously lots of problems with sort of living situations in the Philippines and especially in Manila, but yeah. there's sort of a good spirit of people that, you know, want to push through and do what they have to do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 Filipino spirit is, is, uh, is something that's incredible. You know, it's, it's, they'll push through anything, man, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and do it with a smile. They're some of the nicest people in the world. It doesn't matter what their circumstances, they work hard. They just enjoy life, no matter what. And I think that's that's important, you know. Thanks for listening. Surat Bowen is delicious, and it's absolutely worth a visit to Brixton. If you haven't watched the Manila episode of Parts Unknown, you must. If you're listening on Spotify, follow. If on Apple, subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And follow me on Instagram at The Cook's Library. Thanks again. Keep cooking and keep eating.